Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Stevie Wonder with one of my favourites, I Wish, right back into my 1990s DJing in Leeds. Hello, uh, this is me, Elliot Moss, on Jazz FM with Jazz Shapers. It's the place where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. And I'm very pleased to say that my business shaper today is Moira Benningson. She is the founder of the eponymously named the MBS Group. They specialise in high-level, high-profile placements of people and all the clever things around creating the, the ideal board for very big and very entrepreneurial companies as well. You'll be hearing lots from her very shortly. You'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And then there's the music, and we've got some fantastic stuff today. Robert Glasper's coming up, Bluesman Eric Bibb, as well as this from Sarah Vaughan. That was Sarah Vaughan with The Lamp Is Low. My business shaper today here on Jazz Shapers is Moira Benningson. She's the founder of the MBS Group, and they are um, an executive search and leadership advisory business. It says here, so it must be true. You're the managing partner. You're the founder. You you set this up in 1989, and we're going to find out so much about what you're doing. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello. Hello, Elliot. Now, what made the woman from South Africa set up this business in 1989? When did you come to England? What, What year? I came here in 1983. Okay, and at that point, um, things were not great in South Africa. No, and so um, I um, had been living in South Africa. In fact, before that, I'd been living in England, and my father suddenly passed away, and I had to go back to South Africa. And uh, I went to a small town in in the Eastern Cape called Port Elizabeth, which was the um, Detroit of South Africa, where they manufactured all the motor cars, and I, and I had to find a job. Um, and I went to work in a what was called their personnel agency, which was an executive search firm. And because of the connections of my family, it was very easy for me to win business, but I found that I absolutely loved it. And then we move forward to six years in, uh, into your time back in the UK, were you always going to do this? Once you once you understood that personnel and people and, and the world of, of recruitment and the world of selection and all those other things were right for you, at what point did you decide that you were going to set up your own business? Because that's quite a big move, especially for a woman. I mean, the 80s, things had moved on, but still a relatively big yeah. step to take. When I came here, I joined a firm and I absolutely hated it. It was a big American firm. And um, it was completely different from the work I'd done in South Africa, where there it was very connected to 
you were called a personnel consultant as opposed to a headhunter. And um, I found that it was too much, just too much like being a car salesman. And so one day somebody called, I was, I was sitting at home and someone called me up and asked me to do a job for them. And, and that's how I started. And this business now, we'll jump forward and then jump back. You, It's incredibly successful. Um, I believe it tells me here you have placed more than 1,500 senior candidates in 39 countries. Someone's done some good maths on that. <laughs> Very clever person. Um, but you've got clients or have had clients like The Body Shop, Jamie Oliver, quintessentially. Big, big clients, big names. How do you think you've built this reputation? Um, you know, I've never, ever been interested in the fun in the financial side of the company I've only been interested in doing a really outstanding job and so we have a saying at MBS which is you're only as good as your last placement and so we 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 keep our clients for years and years because the work that we do is so successful so for example um I've, I knew Justin King when he was 30. Um, CEO of Sainsbury's. He was the CEO of Sainsbury's, yeah, and I knew him when he was 30. And so our business grew with people like that. So as he developed, so did we. And so when he got to Sainsbury's, he called us in, and we worked, and we still work for them, but we worked very closely with him for all the 10 years that he was there, helping him to make Sainsbury's great again. Stay with me for more from Moira Benningson, my business shaper, founder of the MBS Group. They um, are at the top of the game of uh, executive search and leadership advisory stuff. Um, time for some more music. This is Eric Bibb with Tell Riley. Tell Riley, baby, next time you come to town, if you need somewhere to lay. Lay his body down Tell Riley Mr. Eric Bibb with Tell Riley. Maura Benningson's my business shaper, founder of the MBS Group back in 1989. And we were just hearing from you about how you've managed to create relationships that last. Because as you said to everybody, the mantra at your company is you're only as good as your last placement. It's a funny old business, your business, because it sort of feels like you... You can be taught how to do it, but only so much. People have to be quite natural, don't they? They have to have a feel for it. How do you identify talent, and how have you identified talent for people in your business, for your business? I think what is really important is to have, is to be a curious person, so to be interested in what other people are about. And so I've always been interested in people who are doing amazing things, disrupting the norm, challenging businesses. And and I track those people and have for years. So um, I've got a real, I would say, to be really good at this, one of the main things is to have an empathy with people and an understanding of business and what they need and to be able to put those two things together. So I often say, particularly with big clients, but less so with entrepreneurs, um, you know, the big, the big management consultancies come in, 
and set the strategy, and we deliver that via the people. But that can also apply equally brilliantly with entrepreneurs. So we've usually, you know, people come to us when they've got a problem, and we help them solve that via the people. But the people in your own business, how have you made sure that they are as good as you or that they are as good as you in their own way? Because to deliver that promise of empathy on a human level and understanding on a business level, and as you said very articulately, to marry the two, that takes a bit of a person when you're dealing with placing the most senior, the most one of the most important transformational leaders in a business. How do you find those people for yourself? That's a really <laughs> that's a really interesting question. Sometimes I think I'm better at doing it for other people than I am for myself. But one of the things I love doing is I love working with young people. So I have a brilliant graduate training course that I always have at least three um, graduates that come in and those people I develop and they normally stay, most of them stay with me for at least over 10 years. If they're going to make it, they make it. And um, it's about, and even the senior people, it's always about um, motivating them and keeping them interested in the things that I'm interested in and sharing those ideas. Stay with me for more with my moulder of people, Moira Benningson, how she's moulding her own business, let alone the people that have been put into these enormous companies and entrepreneurial companies that she's working with. Latest travel in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom, I hope, from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your very own special business. Hi, I'm Kevin McCarthy. I'm a corporate lawyer with Mishkondorea. Much of the work I do is with companies and their managers preparing for third-party investment. Likewise, I do a fair bit with investors, and so I see both sides of the investment process, and I understand what makes some deals work and others not. One investor I know summed up his strategy as the three Ps. Firstly, product. Is the product sellable? Secondly, personnel. Is there a good management team and key staff? Thirdly, profitability. Are the margins strong, sustainable and scalable? In short, will it make money? These are wise words. If you're looking for investment for your business, address those three P's. And I would add a fourth P, and that is preparation. That can mean many different things to different businesses. If you're a software company, make sure you own it. If you're in retail, make sure your supply lines are robust. If you deal in confidential information, make sure it's protected and that no one can steal it. That's what investors are buying. There are many businesses out there all chasing the same pot of gold and investors' cash is not unlimited. So, when you make your pitch, prepare as well as you possibly can and remember the four Ps, product, personnel, profits and preparation. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday I get to talk to someone who's shaping the world of business. If you're near a computer, then jazzfm.com or citym.com is a destination. If you're in the air in the future, then British Airways is also another one where you can catch in. If you're actually tweeting us today, it's at jazzfm and we will get back to you. Moira Benningson is my business shaper today and she's the founder of the MBS Group um, and they help businesses find the right people for them as well as many other related things 
when you set your business up, you said, I, I don't really worry about the money, I worry about the service. Someone's worrying about the money, someone's worrying about the rent, someone's worrying about the computers. The team around you, Moira, that helps you deliver this business every day beyond the specialists who are actively on the front line. How have you created that? How have you pulled those people together? And what's the atmosphere at MBS that you try to imbue? So because I'm not very interested in that side for myself... I wasn't in the beginning. I have to be more now because there are more of us. But when I started, um, my husband, Victor, who was in the film business, um, I begged him to come and help me to do that side of the business. And so he does. He's not permanently in the office. What else does he do? He works He works from a, a, um, a garage in Belsize Park. And he's very interested in... Um, incubating small companies and digital businesses and doing other things. Um, but he helps with the actual running of the company. So I have to do, I don't have to do any of that. So working with your husband, you've just opened up that can of worms, Moira. <laughs> What's that like? Because, I mean, it's worked for 20-plus years, so it must yes. be okay. It's absolutely fine because we don't work in the same building which really makes a difference, I think. It's like being husband and wife, not living in the same house. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. It's a perfect marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, you know, when a husband and wife work together, I think it's sometimes difficult for the children because work does seep into every single part of your life. So, you know, so we have to try and be very disciplined not to talk about work around the dinner table because we think that's very important for, for the children. Stay with me for more from Moira Benningson. Time for some lovely music. This is Eliane Elias and Gilberto Gil with Turn To Me. Turn to me from Eliane, Elias and Gilberto Gil. Moira, when you talk about the family and, the, and, and separating work and business, and it's hard because, as you said, when you're consistently, constantly connecting empathy with people in your business, at the very heart of what you do is the human condition and then how it relates to work. So it must be quite hard to untangle it. How would the people in your own team describe you? As you seek to, because if the t- if the family is one unit over here, your your team, I imagine, is relatively familial in some form. Mm. What would they say about Moira, the leader, on, well, a, on a good day? Well, it's interesting because when you run a business, a family business, it becomes an extension of your own family. So you cannot separate the two really. Um. What they'd probably say about me is that I'm intense. I'm, you know, I'm absolutely dedicated and passionate about what I do, and in parts quite inspirational. And your clients, similarly. I mean, do they? Do you think they value the the same things? Because the the most senior people in business. Uh, and the most, uh, you know, the burgeoning businesses of the country as well come to you. What are they buying? 
I think that what I am is a trusted advisor, something that probably goes all the way back to to the kind of life I had as a teenager in South Africa. I grew up in South Africa in very, very political times. I belonged to a, to a youth movement in South Africa, which had which was very, very politically biased towards changing change in South Africa. And, um, and it was a youth movement run by youth. So, so I had a leadership role from a very early age. And so that has, that, that has followed me throughout my life. And it sounds like you gravitate to people like that because you mentioned earlier about change and transformation and obviously people you like, disruptors. Those people in business that you've tracked, I imagine, have those... Absolutely. And are... There's got to be a balance there, hasn't there? Because you need those leaders and that sense of change. And, it's, and it does come from within. You can't teach someone to be comfortable with the dynamic of change. That's something that you really... Some people yes. have it, some people don't. I imagine also your advice goes along the lines of, well, you, ha- you need that at the top or in the middle, but you also need a counterpoint. Yeah. You need people who are just going to do the things that need to be done yeah. as well. So I tr- my team is very balanced at, at MBS. And so because I am quite... A, I'm an intuitive person who works from the gut, really. I have surrounded myself by experts who, who absolutely balance me so that you get both. Because it was, when, it, when it was really tiny, it was easy. You, you know, they, I, what I call is I like bringing the pixie dust to the, to the story. But you need to back that up with solid, solid um, research and people with real experience and so that's what we have in MBS and the balance is really brilliant. We'll have our final chat with Moira, my Muse News specialist, plus player track, by the way I want to be on that list uh, going forward, so 20,000 and then me, uh, plus we'll be playing a track from Robert Glasper, that's after the latest Traffic and Travel Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea, it's business but it's personal Robert Glasper with Reckoner. I've got just a few more minutes with Moira Benningson. Um, we've been talking about all sorts of things, and I and I really do like that way you articulate that empathy of, with people that meets the necessity to understand the business and, and that interaction between the two. The next few years, Moira, you seem fresh as a daisy. You seem like you started this business yesterday. Is it just more of the same, and is more of the same change every day? I mean, what does it look like? Do you think about, you know, eat, eras of time like that or do you just think about what happens the next day well you know we're living in really interesting times and especially we um a search firm mirrors that and so i often say now that we are recruiting in the next century and living in the past century because there are new roles coming up because of digital and the tech world and so um, so life is very exciting in what we're doing. It's a, 
it's a really, really interesting time for us. So there are certain paths that we want to really grow and develop and grow with our clients as we move into these new times. So that's what I see really happening. Now, you've been known to, you are um, recognised as a bit of a champion of women in business. Have things changed? Is it, is it that people just talk about it more, but there's no real action behind the words, or are things changing in the boardroom? Th- things are changing um, on the non-exec side, but they're still not changing down the, down the chain. I read somewhere, I think recently in the FT, that I think the average age of a female non-exec was 56, the average age of the male was 61, but the issue is that middle management's being sucked. There are more women saying, you know what, I don't want to do the active management thing, I'm happy to be an NED. Is that what you see as well? Not really. It's more about what do you do with women, particularly in large companies, between the ages of, say, 30 to 45, as they are going off and having children, and and so it's how you bring those women back into the business that's really important. What the agenda is to um, to bring women back in or keep them there um, without them not being able to develop their careers. Have you cracked that? Is there a big idea? We haven't cracked it. We're very lucky to work in consumer and retail where a large percentage of um, our da- – over 40% of our database – are women because you know we've got a high element of fashion retail and consumer where women are um you know are are better than in say financial services um it's not easy and it's about our my responsibility is to make what i call a balanced shortlist so we try very very hard to have at least 50 percent of um women on a shortlist and if you don't do that it won't happen. Tell me about, um, just before we um, have to close with your song choice, which we're going to come to very uh, swiftly, but just one question. You see people make lots of money because you help them make lots of money, and uh, and, and that's a good thing both on a personal level but also on a business level if you, as you're working with entrepreneurs. Where does money fit in the equation for you? We haven't talked about it. It doesn't seem to drive you, but what role does it play? Is it simply to do the things you want to do, or is there a moment when you go, I will sit on my little cloud one day with a big pot from the masses of money I made from my very successful business? Elliot, it doesn't interest me at all. Really, though? Is that Honestly, sincerely? Like, um, I'd rather go and walk around the Serpentine Gallery with my daughter, Helen, who's an artist, talking to Hans Ulrich Oberist and Julia Payton Jones, looking at artwork, then sitting on a pile of money. I just can't see the point, actually. Well, there's a vision because you're on advisor to the Serpentine Gallery, <laughs> so that's the reference. Listen, you've been fantastic and really interesting talking to you. Um, we're going to run out of time. Just before we do, what is your song choice and why have you chosen it? I've chosen Watermelon Man, written by Herbie Hancock. I saw him last year in at Carnegie Hall with Chikoria, um, with my son Isaac, who is 14 and is a jazz nut, and he plays Watermelon Man every night on the saxophone. Well, here it is just for you. Thank you so much.
That was Watermelon Man from Herbie Hancock. The song choice of my business shape is today, Moira Benningson. The combination of understanding people and understanding business and putting those two things together at the core of what she believed in. Knowledge, the critical nature of knowledge in her business and the really interesting way that she has chosen to serve that up through the Muse News. Great stuff. And this no interest in money thing, which I find fascinating, really not driven at all by the money, but driven by doing a fantastic job. Really good stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday morning, 9am sharp, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. In the meantime, though, stay with us, because coming up next, it's Mr Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal.